0: Alright, welcome to another episode of the NBA Betting Contest. So, I tried to do this last night, but um, the books, which I think is a smart move by the books, are kind of delaying some of the lines that are coming out. So, it's tough to do every game. I can give you calls on kind of what I think the spread's going to be, and uh, what did, what what to do on some of them. But if they're not coming out with lines, it's hard to actually, uh, you know do those lines so far in advance. I think they're just they're holding off a little bit. Pistons in Washington. Washington minus five. The Pistons coming off a shellacking uh, in New York. They were competitive against Orlando, and Orlando um, was also competitive in a few of their games. The Pistons obviously beat the Magic, but the Magic were, were pretty competitive in that game. Washington's been pretty good, meanwhile, right? Washington... They beat Chicago. It's probably, you know, a really solid win. Um, I'm going to take the Wizards here at home. I think the way this is kind of framing out, you got to look at like Vegas things. This is kind of like a 10 win difference of teams. This should be a 40ish win team versus a 30ish win team, kind of way to think about it. But uh, look, he, uh, my thing is like, unless the team is a veteran team and they've been doing it for a while, like Phoenix is a good example. Uh, two nights ago where they won in the Clippers, right? They're capable of doing that. They're, they Maybe they could go through the funk, but they get themselves out of it. If you're a veteran team, you know kind of how to get up for, for the right games. But a young team like Detroit, uh, I would be skeptical of, unless they prove you that they could do it, right? There was a year when I first was getting into NBA analytics, uh, the mid to late 2000s. The Wizards didn't win a road game until like February. I think it was like in Cleveland. Cleveland was bad at that time. So... You, you know, my point is, you, you have to wait until a team proves you otherwise. You know, usually young teams' road games are tougher. Uh, they'll get up from the home games, maybe. They, they're they going to have a tail of two games. Now, the Pistons should come in motivated, but they still have a brand new roster and trying to figure things out between Jaden and Ivy and Kate. Obviously, both talented. They haven't really figured out the rotations yet. I'm not, a, I, I know they are a huge fans of Isaiah Stewart uh, and, and pushing him to shoot threes. Uh, it's just these experimental things shouldn't be happening that in the regular season. You do them in the preseason. And I don't think the Pistons are doing running out their best kind of rosters and rotations to win now, right? Like I I'm a big believer, as you know, like play the right units and things like that. Washington, meanwhile, has it figured out, right? So again, back on the Pistons, I would actually split Ivy and Cade initially. I think Ivy needs the ball in his hand, so does Cade. I would make Ivy the sixth man to to start the year. Uh, now, then you can ask, okay, then, then who the hell starts for Detroit? Well, with Burks out, I, I probably put Corey Joseph in there for more minutes just to kind of space the floor a little bit uh, and allow Cade more room to operate, right? Ivy's not – Ivy, rather, hasn't been playing well off the ball, that does Cade. So you kind of play a little bit of four and a half on five because none of them play off the ball. It's, it's pick-your-turn offense, which isn't great. And then, you know, Isaiah Stewart, you're forced to hit the spades to make room for that backcourt. And no one's coming out on Isaiah Stewart. They'll just let him shoot three. So unless he could shoot post, you know, more than 35% consistently, I'm not in favor. I would have started Duran, Jalen Durant, who's a fantastic defender. And then now you're going to give more usage to, to Bay with, with Bogey, right? So he's not competing with Ivy. And have, you know, I would have Kojo start. And it sounds great until Burks came back. And then eventually Burks might be in there. But then Ivy absolutely dominates the second unit, and I might – I don't know if I'm going to continue to develop killing Hayes. They're just – you know, sometimes you got to cut your losses, and there's too many guards there. Probably wouldn't have put Hayes in the rotation, and, you know, I think they would win more games that way. Have Beef Stew um, and, and Ivy off the uh, off the bench. I'm obviously like, recruiter's going to be in there, but you're basically running a tighter seven-man rotation, seven-eight-man Uh, with seven guys playing potentially over 30 minutes. So, really, um, a lot of concerns there for Detroit still. Washington, meanwhile, has got it together. They, you know, KP now really finding his role as the third guy uh, in that offense with Kuzma, second or third guy. I think he's matured a bit. Um, That trio between Bill Bill Kuzma and Porzingis is working. Then they have a bunch of athletes. Donny Avage has been good, you know, has been solid. Rui is back. Um, Monte Morris was a good pickup. Will Barton's giving them some more offensive punch. So Washington is figuring it out, and and they're a more veteran team than Detroit. This early early in the year, I just think it's it's important. So I am going to take um, the Wizards minus five here. Dallas is in New Orleans. Dallas on the road. Dallas is minus 5.5 in New Orleans. I get that Zion went down. This is a crazy spread. I am super confident about this one, and I would make this bet early, so I think it's going to shift. you got to take New Orleans here. Now, I, I get it. They they started the year super aggressive. They won a bunch of games by double figures. I don't think Zion's worth, like, 10 points here. I think New Orleans going to might finish with a top-four seed, pending on health. Dallas is worse than New Orleans, or at least in the same boat. In what world? So let's say they're similar. Right, they're between 4 and 6. In what world is that worth 5.5 points on the road? I don't even care about the back-to-backs. As well. I don't care. Now, Dallas could be sneaky in the right games, but I don't think... I think a lot of teams are sleeping on New Orleans. And I think you got to take the Pelicans uh, in, in some of these. That team's way too talented. Dallas is really, really thin. Um, a lot of this is going to be, like, again, to the point earlier of when you're facing these certain teams. But Got to take New Orleans here, Um, you know, plus five and a half, even if they lose the game. I mean, I might take the juice on the money line, right? Plus 180 money line, I love that. And then the only other game – I'm sorry, then you have the Clippers in the Thunders. The spreads are coming out. Uh, Clippers minus nine in OKC. I got to take OKC in this one. A home dog plus nine. Not gonna win the game, they'll cover that spread. They've been competitive in their games. Lost to Minnesota by seven on the road, right? They're losing in single digits most of the time in their games. As long and, and Shy, I know, you know, he might be uh banged up, so you gotta see what the injury report is on him. That's a big indicator. But I tend to think they would cover. The Clippers, yes, they're coming off a bad loss at home against the Suns. Um, and they're trying to play Kawhi like fifteen to twenty minutes, not having close games. So that's going to help OKC. OKC is super athletic. I don't think, you know, the Clippers are looking to to blow out teams this early. They do have blowout potential. Again, that's what you got to look at when you see these spreads. Your teams have blowout potential because they're super deep. But I think they're also going to pace the wall a little bit, pace pace their youth. They're only going to put in Kawhi, I feel like, if they need to. So his minutes fluctuate, I think, based on the level of competition in that game. And while this may go to quasi-garbage time, I actually think that benefits OKC. Because OKC is going to get it closer if if it it does go to that. And I think it can end up a single-figure game. I don't think this game goes to double figures, especially as a home dog OKC. That'll be a a really bad loss. Golden State is in Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix minus two and a half. Really interesting. Um, Phoenix is a favorite at at, at home. The Suns kind of been hit or miss. Now, the Warriors, flip it on the other end. The Warriors starting the season with homestand. This is, I think, the first road game. They're 3 0. Now, not 3 0. The Warriors did lose to Denver. They shellacked the Lakers, right? So, um, kind of tough to tell with Golden State. Phoenix, meanwhile, could be a trendy team. Meaning, not the trend, but like they, they go on trend. So, it's like a, a three game win streak and then two losses in a row, right? So on and so forth. They'll go through those kind of cycles. I, I do think they're coming off some decent mojo off that Clipper win. That was impressive come out on all cylinders. I don't think they'll they'll respond from that game like other teams do. Other teams we talk about might get overly complacent. I don't think they will. You get up. You get motivated to host uh, the Warriors. Right? So, yeah, as a result of that, I'm taking Phoenix at home. Phoenix minus two and a half. Look, again, it's a tough spread because I think they'll win the game. Now is it one, two, three points? That, that's, that's tough. It's going to be a close game. But if you feel like the team's going to win and the spread is under three, it's hard to not take that team to win. Now, if you want to take the money line and get less juice, fine. Um, but I think they'll, they'll, they'll win, right? It's a, it's a home game. I think they're going to feel a little more motivated coming off that Clipper win. And there you have it. Those are my picks for the day.